Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Intercepted, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, oh, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. Again, I am by myself today, Tyler is not with me um sounds like he just wants to recap the whole thing because he felt like i'd do a better job by myself which is fair uh hopefully he listens to this and hears that um but it it's been a fun draft so far um i'm not gonna spend any more time on the aaron Rodgers stuff right now i mean it's Still don't really understand what's going on. I saw a report today that um, Rodgers is seriously considering retiring, which for a guy that wanted to play into his 40s and now is apparently throwing such a temper tantrum that he wants to just retire and be done. I I don't understand it. That is the extent of the time that I'm going to spend on Aaron Rodgers today. Um, even though Rich Eisen wants to constantly talk about it, which is getting kind of annoying on the NFL Network, but it's fine. It's fine. Let's get into day two of the draft. Obviously, if you haven't listened, go back and check out uh, my recap of day one of the draft. I talk a little bit more about the Aaron Rodgers stuff in that podcast, so make sure you go back and check that out as well. I talked about Eric Stokes as well, so make sure you... um, Listen to that one. I won't be touching on him in this podcast, so make sure you go back and check that stuff out. Today, we're going to focus on day two and what the Packers did. Uh, it was the way the board was falling was very interesting. Um, I there was a lot of good players available in, in both spots at. 62 and then again at 85 the Packers actually traded up it would have been 92 um, but they end up trading up to that 85 spot and what they did was um, shipped out 92 and then 135 in the fourth round to come up to that number 85 slot there um, but let's talk about the 62nd overall pick in this draft And that was none other than the interior offensive lineman from Ohio State, Josh Myers. And this was a, I think it was a good pick. And it took me about three and a half seconds to say that. It's just not the pick I was expecting. Not just like the Eric Stokes pick. It just wasn't a guy that 
I was expecting them to pick. Uh, kind of surprised me they went with center in the second round, but also after you stop and think about it for three quarters of a second, you're like, well, Lindsley's gone. And do you want to shuffle around the whole offensive line and try to figure it out that way? But then you're pretty thin. And so they go out and get Josh Myers. He could start week one. Uh, he could also be the backup and be a good one at that and, and get some more time to learn the pro game, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, athletically, not really sure. Didn't do any testing uh, he's got elite level size. He's like 6'5", uh, 3'10". Big, big human being. Um, didn't do a ton in terms of athletic testing. The only thing I see on the Relative Athletes Score website is a 29-inch vertical, which was okay. Not, not terrible. Not very good, but I mean... He's a large human being, and, and jumping 29 inches in the air is, I feel like, for that big of a human being is not that easy. Uh, overall, not the athlete type that we typically expect the Packers to draft, no matter the position, but they go out and get a important position, I think. Not, not like an ultra-premier level position, but... An important one, nonetheless, especially with Corey Lindsley gone. And they secure that. And I imagine the Packers think they secured that for, for quite some time. I I do like the pick. Um, I think there's, as um, Brandon Carwile from Packers Wire wrote, there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between him and Corey Lindsley. Obviously, the first is both Ohio State products. Lindsley was taken in the 2014 draft uh, in the fifth round. And obviously, we know what he did in Green Bay. And he was viewed as a pretty athletic interior offensive lineman, but a tad undersized. Obviously, like I said, Myers is not undersized. Both of them started multiple seasons in college. 2019, Myers earned the starting job. He was named uh, second team all Big Ten uh, in 2019. And then last year, another solid year, he was named first team all conference. Uh, and he himself was a big part of why they had a great running attack. Both of them very dominant run blockers. So, you know, don't think we're losing much there. Um, Myers is very good at getting up to the second level, getting uh, double teaming and then getting up. He's been good at that. They're, they have both been premier run blockers, so that's good. You know, Myers is already used to making all those calls that he's going to need to. They're very similar type of players. We'll have to see... The thing is, is actually in pass protection, is he going to be the same type of player Lindsley is? I doubt it. Corey Lindsley was like the best center in the league last year. So I highly doubt he's going to be Corey Lindsley level good. But if he can be solid in pass protection and he can, he are, he, we know he's going to be a good run blocker. But if he can be solid in pass protection, this is, this is a great pick. Late in the second round, 
You get a guy that's going to help you light. Well, I personally think he's going to be starting week one because this in the second round tells me that they likely want to keep Elton Jenkins at guard or even move him to tackle. Um, If not, if he stays at guard, then you have Billy Turner at right tackle. You have some competition there at right guard. And David Bakhtiari, when and if he is back, you have him at left tackle. I just, I like the depth part of this. And I do think he is going to be starting games sooner rather than later in Green Bay. Overall, I really like the pick, even though, again, wasn't necessarily a name I kept my eye on. Um, I thought if they were going to draft a center, it would be Creed Humphrey just because he is an insane athlete. And that just seems to be the Packers' M.O. Uh, Creed Humphrey was one of two players in this draft that had a 10 on the relative athlete score. And the other one went late in round three and Spencer Brown, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. Uh, Another guy that I had my eye on in the third round. Um, and I believe he was there when the Packers actually picked at 85. But obviously, they didn't take Spencer Brown. They took a wide receiver, uh, much to Rich Eisen's surprise. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are, are watching on uh, NFL Network, but very surprised was Rich Eisen. Mario Rogers was there. The Packers took him. Um, he was a guy I what he's a guy I was excited about until I really saw his testing numbers and I'm like, uh, I don't know if the Packers will like him. You know, height, he's not very not the size you know Packers like, but he is a thicker receiver. You know, he's 5'9, 5'10 range, so a little bit smaller there, but he's like 2'10, 215. He's built like a running back. You're going to hear that a lot. He is built like a running back. He kind of plays like a running back, too, when he's got the ball in his hands. You know, not afraid to run through players. That's, a, you know, you think of run after the catch receivers. You think of shifty, you know, make some guys miss. It, miss. Well, he, he can just flat out, like, run through some guys because he's got that thicker frame and – you know, I kind of like that. It's a little different style, uh, but has that ability to have some run after the catch. Um, so the size, you know, shorter, but good size and good strength. Uh, really good on the bench, 19 bench press reps for him, uh, which is real good for a wide receiver. And then we go to the 40-yard dash. I don't really know what he ran in his 40-yard dash. I saw it as pro day, unofficial time of 4-4-4. That one seems like the really big outlier, so I'm just going to assume that one is wrong. I saw that someplace. I saw uh, 4-5-1 on NFL Network when they pulled up, when the Packers picked him, you know, showing some of his stats and things like that. 4-5-1 there um, on relative athlete score. I saw 4.52. A couple other places I saw 4.57. And I I always bring this up and I have this number memorized. But just so you know, even if he's a 4.57 guy, uh, Devontae Adams ran a 4.56. So it really is not that crazy. 
uh, to think that, you know, he can do his job. Devontae Adams can do his job, in case you didn't know. And he runs a four five six. As long as they're not running in the four sevens plus, or even, you know, mid. If it's low, it's got to be very low, four sixes. Even then, you're getting kind of slow, but... It's in the four fives yet. You know, I don't know if it is truly low, low fives. Is it mid to high fives? I don't know where exactly it is. I'm going to say I saw more numbers in the low five range. So I'm going to assume right around the five, four, five, two, four, five, four, somewhere in that range, I'm guessing is his actual speed. I, I like the pick. It is a little different. It is a different style, even though Daniel Jeremiah has his comp as Randall Cobb. Like I said, I think it's a different style in terms of how he does the things that Randall Cobb did. Randall Cobb, you know, of really recent memory, right? One of the more crazy recent plays that he pulled off was that play against the Bears where he caught it on third down, um, and just third and 10 or whatever it was and took it 75 yards for the touchdown. Uh, that was the money game <laughs> where Rodgers came back at halftime and had a fantastic second half, a great game, great win. Um, so, you know, Cobb just kind of made some moves and got out there and, and beat everyone to the end zone. But Amari Rodgers, yeah, you know, he could beat some of the bigger guys on on the field, but the smaller guys that can run faster than him, you know, he can just kind of run through and and get his yards after the catch that way. So, like I said, a little bit different style um, in terms of how they get the yards after the catch, but I like that comp. Um, I've also seen Pro Football Focus says he is a rich man's Ty Montgomery. So two Packers that he's being comp to, or former Packers, I should say. So, like I said, a rich man's Ty Montgomery. That is interesting. It's He's kind of got the same build as Ty. Uh, you know, that, that wide receiver could be a running back type, you know, is good with the ball in his hands, you know, but still obviously has the ability to run routes, to catch the football. His hands look good. Uh, I I am really excited about this pick. Again, not a guy I had my eye on too much because I was just thought the way that the Packers value athletes, I, you know, I thought they were going to look different ways in the wide receiver position. I thought, you know, Nico Collins, you know, who's a little bit more of an athlete, but still a good size receiver, you know, those things, I I kind of thought they'd go some like that way a little bit more. But I also know when I saw the Amari Rogers Pro Day, you know, however many month, month and a half, two months ago, whenever that was, as soon as you saw him lining up as a running back and start doing drills as a running back, you had to know he was on Matt LaFleur's mind of, okay, I'd love this versatile player that, you know, can he fill that Tyler Irvin role? 
it'd be a different type of role because it's not just all speed and making guys miss. Um, it's a legit running back <laughs> running those. Uh, so so that's going to be interesting. I, I'm excited to see how Matt LaFleur uses him. And, I mean, if there, if there's a coach that can get something out of Amari Rodgers, it's got to be Matt LaFleur, right? Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. Those three can get something out of him, and I'm glad uh, the Packers got him there at 85. In terms of how the draft fell, I was getting really, really excited. Uh, my guy, Terrace Marshall, was falling, and sounds like that was due to an injury, which who knows if he was there, if the Packers would have actually taken him due to injury, knowing how conservative they are. You know, he was a potential first-round pick, so if he's falling to them late in the second, you know, maybe they weren't going to be feel comfortable taking him. But I was getting really excited. Then, obviously, he goes two picks before us. Um, some other guys that were on the board around that time, if I can remember um, some of the names that were available, there was plenty of them. Baron Browning was on the mo- on the board. Um Ifanti Malifanu was on the board. Quinn Minards from Whitewater was on the board. Diami Brown was on the board, the wide receiver from North Carolina. There was some good players. I think Aline McNeil was on the board yet. Um, Brady Christensen, I believe, was on the board as well. Good, solid player. Um, yeah, those were kind of the notables that I kind of had in mind there at that second round pick and and the Packers go with Josh Myers. And then in the third round, um, I was wondering who they were trading up for. Cause I was like, okay, they just traded up. Who are they going for? Um, there was some guys there that I was, you know, thinking of, was it, I know it wouldn't have been too exciting as a whole, but was were they trading up for Spencer Brown, the offensive tackle, crazy athlete, kind of raw, but were they trading up for him? Um, were they trading up for Nico Collins, a very athletic, lanky wide receiver that felt like a Packers pick through and through, just didn't have a lot of uh, production due to terrible quarterback play in Michigan. Uh, was it going to be Baron Browning? the linebacker from Ohio State? Was it going to be, you know, Jabril Cox is still on the board, the linebacker from LSU? Who was it going to be? I was, I had no idea. I had no idea who they were going to pick. And they go with Amari Rodgers. And I personally would have went somewhere else, but I love this pick. I love it. I am excited for it. I think he's going to be a good player, you know, We get the versatility and that type of play from, you know, the Ty Montgomery style, right? The comp that PFF had out there is is Ty Montgomery or a rich man's Ty Montgomery. So if you don't know what that means, he's better than Ty Montgomery, but in a similar mold. And then Daniel Jeremiah comping him to Randall Cobb. (laughs) If we get a comp, all the good of Ty Montgomery and then add some Randall Cobb in with Amari Rodgers. To me, that's a steal in the third round. And I just want to see him on the field. Like, 
I'm already sick of talking about him because I just want to see him on the field. That's how excited I am to see him um, because I do think he's going to be a, a fun part of this offense. And I think he's going to make a, a huge, huge impact um, on this team, hopefully starting right away in 2021. But also beyond that, you know, he, he makes a big impact. Obviously, that's the goal to make a big impact uh, the entire length of his rookie deal, right? So now let's talk quickly about some guys that are still on the board. Now I'm going to go mainly through guys that I think the Packers might draft. Now I've been off on the athleticism a little bit. Um, well, I guess Josh Myers didn't really test, so we don't really know. He looks to be a good athlete on tape, though. Uh, Amari Rogers, like I said, not a huge RAS guy. You know, 5.37, just kind of middle of the road uh, in terms of athleticism. A lot of that is not the greatest agility. You know, he gets his yard after the catch in a different fashion. So not the worst thing in the world there, I don't think. So let's, like I said, let's go through some players that are still on the board. The Packers don't pick for a while here in I think their first pick is actually a compensatory pick because they traded 135 to get up to 85 to take Amari Rodgers. So some of these guys I'm going to mention early in this are probably not going to be available. Uh, Jabril Cox, the linebacker from LSU, very, very good athlete. Um, And that could be a fun one on my board. He's at 59. Amin Ross St. Brown, not a fantastic athlete, but 64 on my board. Uh, Tylen Wallace, mm, I don't think he's a Packers pick, so we'll just brush over that. Michael Carter, the running back from North Carolina, I don't know if they'll take him in the fourth, uh, but that would be a good option. Not a great athlete, but he's a good player, uh, so that would that would not upset me too much. Uh I don't think they're going to take another interior offensive lineman, but Trey Smith is a very, very good athlete from Tennessee. Um, So if they do, that could be a guy they're looking at, except he'll probably go pretty early. Um, Kenneth Gainwell is another guy to watch. Not a great athlete according to testing numbers, but just a guy to keep an eye on there running back. Moving on, I think the last guy that I have my eye on, from the top 100, these have just been top 100 players on my board as of this far. Um, Dylan Moses, the linebacker from Alabama, could be another target if he is there by the time they're picking. Then we'll get into some 100-plus prospects. So we're getting that, you know, I was just talking about mainly third-round guys now that are still on the board. Now let's talk about some guys that are actually um, – you know, fourth round and on type of players, at least by my big board that I have. I think Sean Wade, even though we've already taken a cornerback, I think that could be an option. Pretty damn good athlete. What, six months ago he was in the first round and now he's 113 on my board. I would be okay with that. Jalen Darden, I'm sure you've heard his name a lot, the wide receiver from North Texas. I don't know if drafting Rodgers makes this Uh, Something they won't do, but that definitely could be an option. Cornerback from Syracuse, Trill Williams. 
would definitely be an option. Um, I think Robert Rochelle, the cornerback from Central Arkansas, great, great athlete. Um, he's going to have to get some coaching up, but that could be an option. Bobby Brown, the interior defensive lineman from Texas A&M, looking at that fourth-round pick, that could be an option. Another really, really good, good fun athlete. Um, moving on here to my next guy that I'm – kind of looking at Brendan James, the offensive tackle from Nebraska, pretty good athletes. You know, he's in the one fifties range. So that might be the fourth round pick. Maybe he falls to, you know, the one seventies where they're looking for, uh, their fifth round pick Marco Wilson. I've talked about him really, 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 really good athletes. 9.99 on the RAS metric. James Wiggins, the safety from Cincinnati. Caden Stearns, the safety from Texas. Both very, very good athletes. Some guys to watch out there. I think safety is a need. Josh Amadobrihi. I can't. I still struggle with his name. The wide receiver from Illinois. That's that jump ball guy that I've been talking about. That can jump forty-six and a half inches. That would be a fun guy. Um, Again, another wide receiver. William Bradley King, I mentioned him on my mock draft. I took him. It's another guy, you know, 180s range. Dalen Hayes, another guy in that range. Um, an off-ball linebacker, Garrett Wallow uh, from TCU. Another guy in that range that you could kind of watch in the 180s. You know, that could mean 150s. That could mean 220s. <laughs> you never really know this late in the draft, but that's kind of where I have him at this point, um, and then getting towards, you know, sixth, seventh round type of players, my big one, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, because I want the Packers to take him, and that's Jonathan Marshall, the interior defensive lineman from Arkansas. He's a late day three guy. Just, I would, I just love the Packers to take him. Um, 9.99 RAS. He is insane. Absolutely insane. 6'3", 36 bench press, 32 inch vertical, nine and a half foot broad jump, 48840. Incredible. He's incredible. Size, speed, everything. Elite level explosion, elite level speed. And pretty dang good size for the position as well. Just he's an, an incredible athlete. And sixth, seventh round, why not take a flyer on a guy like that? That if he has that level of athleticism, he can probably make some some noise there on the interior, especially in pass rush situations. So that is definitely a guy to be on the lookout for. Um, Keith Taylor, he's a little bit lower in terms of athleticism, um, but he's a good player out of Washington, the cornerback. Um, another interior defensive lineman in that range. Again, I would definitely, definitely prefer Jonathan Marshall, uh, but Darius Stills from West Virginia, another guy in that, you know, sixth, seventh round range is Definitely could be an option there for the Packers, I think, again, later in 
the draft. Uh, another guy that potentially could be an option, um, again, sixth, seventh round, uh, Desmond Fitzpatrick or Des Fitzpatrick, the wide receiver from Louisville. Uh, pretty good speed, 4.49. Um, he definitely is faster in his first, his 10 yard split and his 20 yard split. He's got really good grades from there. Pretty good speed. Um, another guy, 8.82 RAS. Another guy that, you know, you could be on the lookout for. Um, you know, the last guy I want to touch on is a running back. And this would be, you know, probably that seventh round pick type range. And maybe he'll go off before this. But, um, you know, this is kind of where I'm looking. Sixth, seventh round range again for this one on day three is Elijah Mitchell. So he is another really, really good athlete. And if I'm being honest, that's what I'm doing this off of because the Packers generally like athletes. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, running back from Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, 9.5 relative athlete score. Just a great athlete. He's small, so I think that could be an issue. Uh, 5'10", 200 pounds as a running back. Pretty small, not a lot of bench press reps, only 17. So his size and strength is not good, but elite level athleticism. 4'3", 540, just great, great speed. Elite level speed, elite level explosion. He's got a 37 and a half inch vertical, um, 10 foot, eight inch broad jump. He's got a good three cone, just, just a really good athlete. Again, flyer late on day three, that could be an option there. That's going to be it for me today. Um, we will recap the whole draft on Monday morning. There will not be a Sunday morning podcast. Uh, so make sure you come back and check that out. Um, we'll see how the Saturday podcasts go. I don't think I've released a Saturday podcast before, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, make sure you guys, again, continue to check us out on Monday. We will recap the entire draft. Hopefully I'll get Tyler on, get some of his thoughts so you can stop listening to my voice a little bit. I think that'll be good. But until next time, go Pack Go.